Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Sunday Scaries Podcast Week 7 Edition, brought to you by our good friends at Indeed, Bet Online, and Monkey Knife Fight. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, what a weekend. What an absolute great weekend. <laughs> um, we had our super producer, Alex, on the podcast on Wednesday, Thursday for the Pick'em, and we were making a joke all week that this was Sharps Week. Sharps it, Week. Sharps it actually week. was. Um so far, the games we covered were three and zero. There, my lock of the week hit with the Bucks minus three and a half. Um, it's been a great football weekend, and I'm very happy right now. Thursday night football, our uh, Giants and over teaser or under um, teaser that hit. Uh, IU football yesterday, spread and money line sprinkle. I mean, that's that's just where we have to start here, Tyler. Um, it's been a running bit on the show that you care too much about IU football. One of three humans 
And yesterday, it was it was for you. It was redemption. We finally beat a top 10 team. We've seen this plot line play out so, so many times, whether literally my freshman year versus Michigan, Denard Robinson, TBT, uh, a crazy back-and-forth game. We found a way to lose that. Ohio State, we've done it multiple times. Michigan State, we've blown it. And even teams like Penn State. But this, we finally get over the hump in a game versus a top 10 team at home, no fans. It's really perfect in that sense. Um, but Ty, Tyler, the floor is yours. How, like, just generally walk me through. One, did you cry? We'll start there. No, I didn't cry. I, I texted you and Ethan that I was about to cry, and I was, I was being dramatic. I was kidding, but there was a moment where after the game, like, I was just in my room by myself, and it was just like You're one shaking. of those moments where I was just like, I can't believe we won. Like, I was just so happy. It's you know, in, you know, your personal life, sports, like one of those moments that you just like imagine happening, and it finally happened. I was like, holy shit! Like I can't believe we finally won. <laughs> the way we came back in the game, the ups and downs, the only like comparable like roller coaster type game I've ever watched like that was probably like the two, 49ers Saints game from last year and the 49ers Saints playoff game 2012. The Alex Smith Vernon Davis catch like. There was just so much that happened throughout this game that was so many ups, so many downs. I was staring into the darkness many points in the fourth <laughs> quarter. It was it was absolutely insane. IU finally gets that breakthrough win. And the thing about it is they didn't even pl- – the de- I thought the defense played great. The final score doesn't really indicate it, 36-35. But they kept IU in the game for basically the entire time. The offense struggled. Mike Penix was rusty coming back from his injury. I think there were just a lot of adrenaline pumping for him being back. And he struggled. I didn't think the play calling was great. But the defense played so well. And then it was the offense at the end of the game that got it done. It was insane game, all-time game. And the way it ended, obviously, with the two-point game of inches, uh, I'm just I'm, I'm thrilled. It was it was unbelievable. I was out during the day. I was watching some of it on my phone. We were talking uh, the end of the first half, the fumble that didn't end up costing them where they didn't kneel the ball. That was that was a tough moment later in the game. They're up six. Right. Um, It's like, okay. at this point, I was on my way back from Central Park to my apartment and I see Penn State scores. I'm like, oh, here we go. And then they score again. So, right. So now they go from. I use outright winning and in great position to cover. Now they're not even covering anymore, right? They're down eight and an all time boneheaded move, like an honorable nominee is not going to be my grandpa Billy's bum of the week. I don't know his name. The running back on Penn state who scored, if he goes down at the one, the game's over. There's a minute, 40 seconds left. IU had, I believe one timeout remaining. Um, but he goes in and he's kind of like tiptoeing, like about to do the Todd Gurley and just go down but he doesn't, and you can kind of see he's like, oh, shit, what did I just do? Um, IU has an, incre- an incredible drive. I literally walk back in my apartment. It's 28-28. I'm like, oh, my God. And uh, But they have the botched, like, did you throw your phone during that botched, like, uh, squib kick? Because that was, like, an, another all-time IU moment. It's like, what, what are you doing? I mean, and then, I mean, that guy literally almost drilled, what was it, a 57-yarder? I thought he made it at first. I like. I thought it went in. I was like, "That like great. We lost on that." I don't know what the kicker is doing. Tom Allen. Um, let me make this announcement. I've removed the cheerleader nickname from him. I, I can't say it anymore. He said after the game, people have made fun of him. I don't know if that was directed at me. Yeah, he's listening. But, uh, I, I saw that too. 
it's, it's, an, it's an honor if he was. Um, but he was irate at the kicker. And I don't know what he – why even squib it? Just kick it deep. There were 20 seconds left. It made no sense. He, he messed up. He tweeted after the game. He takes ownership of it. So you got to love that. Luckily, it didn't end up costing them. But there were so many moments like that that were just so typical IU. It was 20 to 14 in the fourth quarter. They get a huge stop on fourth down. They're, they're celebrating. There's five minutes left. Obviously, we were happy. But I'm like, there's still a lot of time left. We just needed like one drive to just basically seal the game. We have third down. Like I said, Mike Penick struggled all game. But the one time we have like a great play and a I, I need to see like the, the overview angle of what was ahead of our tight end, Peyton Hendershot, on He's third wide down. Open. Wide open slant. I think he might have scored like 60-yard touchdown. At least he would have ran down and probably we could have just basically ran out the clock and kicked a field goal to seal the game. The, the final score could have been like 23-14. to 14. He drops it. I was like, this is IU. Three plays later, <laughs> Sean Clifford makes one good throw all game. Deep touchdown to uh, Dotson. They go up, and I'm like, this is so typical. We get the ball back, get sacked twice in a row, fourth and 20. We don't get it. And if we lost in that moment, if the running back on Penn State, Devin Ford, doesn't run in for the touchdown, that would have felt worse, that feeling of losing, because it's so typical IU, than if they didn't get the two-point conversion in overtime. Because mm-hmm. at least the two-point was like, finally. Went we're for going, it. Yeah, we're going for it. And I respect the move either way. That In that moment, the cheerleader nickname was removed from my mind. Um but if we lost like 21 to 20 and they just ran out the clock, like this would have been such a sad way to lose. Um, but luckily he ran in, he didn't know the situation and Penix, he struggled 99% of the game, but that last drive, he was making unreal throws and showing the talent that I've believed in him and said he could be an NFL quarterback. He made great throws in overtime. The touchdown to WAP failure was awesome. A dime. The, the two point conversion. Obviously we saw what happened. He was in, both of both of them were great. The yeah, one to tie it up in regulation, like he had the guy that got through the line, he made him miss and still got in. Um, it was yeah, it was it, it was wild. I can't believe they actually won. And now we're what we're, we're ranked nineteen and seventeen. Um, and you now have a band that you're driving the bus now, Tyler. Seventeen in the AP. We were ranked last year for a week, which I honestly forgot. But yeah. this this feels more legitimate. I saw this stat on ESPN. This is wild. I mean. They showed it a couple times. We hadn't. We had lost. Is either forty-one or forty-two consecutive games against AP top ten teams. And this stat in season openers when we've played a ranked team in IU football history, they were coming into this game. They were zero and eleven. They would score eleven points a game on average and lose by an average of twenty-three points. Mm -hmm. So first time for everything. Streaks are meant to be broken. Absolutely crazy. And I don't want to sound pompous or anything, but. As far as our friend group goes and your friends, like I think I made people a lot of money because I know there were good amount of people who were riding the IU money yeah, line. You were, you were you were about to either get a lot of Venmo requests if Penn State just won that game 28-20, but instead everyone's bopping around celebrating like that. The gif of the minions all screaming. That's everyone. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> incredible. Um, and there were just this IU win was great because there were so many moments, like I said, that went against them. There was. A fumbled punt, Penn State fumbled a punt at the beginning of the game. We recovered. The refs missed. They made a bad call. It went against IU. Like usually in those moments, we would like crater and let the moment get get to us. But we kind of bounced back from that. We had an interception a couple plays later. Like those moments usually consume IU. This time they kind of were resilient. So 
it's a great win. They play Rutgers next week. I'm sure they won't cover that game and might lose, but uh, absolutely unreal. And I've already done it. A look ahead spot. We play Michigan at home in two weeks. So try not to get too ahead of myself, but this is the win we've needed. And this is the eighth year I've watched IU football. So if they lost again today or uh, yesterday, um, I just would have exploded. Um, but you smell that, Tyler? But you smell that? The roses. Yeah, I knew where you're going with it. Yeah, I mean, we we look great. Penix can kind of get back into form. I mean, he we didn't play our A game and we beat the eighth team in the country. I think we'll take that a thousand times. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome that they started the year with a win. Like now, now you have uh you've got some bandwagon fans behind you ready ready to ride here. So we shall and we shall see. Yeah, versus Penn State, it's always extra uh, uh, cherry on top. That's for sure. So IU wins outright, plus six, round plus 190 to 200 on the money line. So mazel to to all the Hoosiers out there. But Tyler, Sunday scariest moments. I will start. Um, My Sunday scariest moment is, again, so Dan Quinn's gone from the Atlanta Falcons, but they continue to be an absolute joke. If you were either A, a Falcons fan, or B, you bet on the Falcons, which I'm sorry. Um, They were somewhere between like minus one to two and a half point favorites in this one. They blow another fourth quarter lead. Uh, Award-winning listener, friend of the program, uh, Max Fine sent me this tweet. Uh, The Falcons win probability in the fourth quarter this year, Tyler, 99.9% versus the Cowboys, 99.6% versus the Bears, 95.9% versus the Lions today. They lost all three of those games. And it's not just the fact that like Stafford drove him down the field late and and it was it was a crazy way to do it. It was just the play clawing. So now they have Raheem Morris who's in there. He's an interim head coach, used to be with the Bucks. And it was let me just make sure I get this right. The Falcons were up 14-13. This is uh, about 11 minutes, 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They had fourth and five from Detroit 13. I know this is like a weird niche game, but if you bet on this game, it's an absolutely brutal loss. They go for it. They don't get it. Instead of just kicking the field goal to go up four, there's no there's no sabermetrics. There's no analytics that makes sense at all in doing that. They ultimately end up, they were down 16-14, so it was burning them. Matt Ryan led them down the field. Um in about two minutes, went 76 yards. They went up six. And then ultimately, Matt Stafford pulled one out of his behind and they ended up winning 23-22. But if you're a Falcons fan, if you're a uh, Falcons better, which I don't I don't know how you can do that at this point, um, just thoughts and prayers to you. So Sunday scary. I just like the going for it on that fourth and five is, is brutal, brutal beat. They, they just find new ways to lose every week. It's incredible. It doesn't even matter that Dan Quinn isn't there. And there's the picture of, Robert or Arthur Blank, their owner, yeah, the on the sideline, and he's just like, <laughs> that guy needs to stop going on the sideline of their games. It's automatic bad luck he did in the Super Bowl. It was unbelievable. I mean, the Falcons and the Lions are like the two same teams. It's like, the same team. It was Lions, like the Spider-Man meme. Yeah, Lions are like slightly better, but like mm-hmm. the Lions with seven minutes ago, they were down two. They missed a field goal, and Todd Gurley ran it in for a touchdown, which he didn't do that time. As a Ram versus the Packers, if he goes down on the goal line, the Falcons could run out the clock and kick a game-winning field goal. Instead, he goes in, gives the Lions another shot. Yep. Um, so, I mean, just this was such an incompetent 
two incompetent franchises facing off in a game that just went as you'd expect. I took the over, um, but it, that didn't hit. And it was just, I was just mad at myself because these are two teams that always disappoint you. So why wouldn't why would I expect anything less? Um, so tough tough beat for uh, Falcon fans, but and Falcons betters, but. The Lions are what now? Three and they're three and three. Three and they've been competitive. They should have been the Bears. The Bears. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. competitive versus the Saints a couple weeks ago. Um, so they're. I mean, I wouldn't count them out as a playoff team. I put in a bet before the year for them to make the playoffs. So I'm holding mm. out some hope. But still, Matt Patricia. It is. Um, but yeah, this this game went as expected with these two teams. My Sunday scariest moment, another team we like to talk about, their misery. The Houston Texans, they just got destroyed today by the Packers. And I'm watching it, and Deshaun Watson is running for his life. He's in, like, the fact that they scored 20 points, someone's in garbage time, but, like, he just has to do everything for that team. And he's running, he's limping a couple times. Like, my Sunday scariest moment is they don't have their first or second round draft pick this year. And it's looking like that's going to be a top 10 pick. So kudos to Miami for pulling off that trade. Houston acquires Laramie Tunsil in that trade, an offensive lineman. They signed him to a huge deal. They gave up all these picks, and the offensive line still sucks. That was Deshaun Watson. You see it all the time in the NBA with guys demanding trades. I would demand a trade because he's going to get hurt playing for this team. He's got his contract, but that team is miserable, and they have no assets moving forward. They're going to fall into a deep, deep uh, slump if – you know, they continue the way they are. So that's my Sunday scariest moment. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm I'm asking for a trade out of there because they don't have any pieces to put around him. No, no. It feels like early uh, kind of Andrew Luck-ish in the sense where he's running around doing a lot of stuff, getting, getting, getting crushed, yeah, without the... I mean, so we'll see. That line was weird. Three, three and a half. The Packers just seemed like way too easy. I had the Packers and, and like a parlay money line, so that was a, an easy hit. But yeah, I uh, I echo that sentiment. The one o'clock slate today was insanity. Like the from three to four thirty, it was abs- It was just heaven, red zone heaven. Um, let's start with the, kind of the premier game of the week here. This this football weekend has been incredible. There's so much, <laughs> there's so much to talk about. The Steelers Titans game. Um, Somehow this game didn't go over. I have no idea how. We talked about it with Alex. We all love the over, which maybe that's why it pushed. Depending depending where you got it, you may have won, you may have lost. This Vegas hit it right on the head. I got it at 51. Big Ben threw a terrible, terrible interception late in the game. Steelers are up three, and he forces one into the red zone, and it was just into the end zone. It was just like vintage Big Ben where he has his, like, oopsie moments where he does that he was not great today 32 of 49 268 two touchdowns three picks one at the end of the half too that i don't know he went for it can't knock him that much in my opinion but uh that interception at the end of the game was brutal luckily gaskowski missed one late but i was kind of conflicted because i i had the steelers plus one had the money line and like a couple parlays that are still alive pending Seattle. So we're all Seahawks fans tonight. Um, and I was like, do I want the Steelers to just win or potentially this overhit and go into overtime and who knows what happens? I was ultimately happy. He, he missed that kick. Um, but this side didn't seem they're just feisty. I, I thought, I thought they were going to win when they got that pick at the end of the game, they had the AJ Brown long score. It was just, we, it was just a weird game and it was trending in their direction late. 
it was it was the classic Titans game. I mean, the Steelers dominated this game in the first half. They're up twenty four to seven, and then the second half they only they scored a field goal on their first possession, and then they didn't do anything the rest of the game, and it felt like they were running away with it. They're up twenty seven to seven, and then the Titans they get their long play touchdown. They get every game seventy three yard pass or seventy three yard touchdown for AJ Brown. It's just a quick slant, and he just ran by everyone. I don't know what the Steelers defense was on that play. That's when started getting, I started to get nervous. I texted you. I was like, Titans are going to end up winning this game. They started coming back. They cut it to three. It looks like the Steelers have a great goal line stand, but there's a penalty. Um, I mean, their, their defense is legit, though. I thought this was a really nice game for them just as far as asserting that they are legit. The Titans, I still think they're one of the top teams in the AFC, but they just haven't. Like, they haven't put together a full, other than the Bills game, every game's been super close, and it's great you could pull out close games, but at some point, you know, you need to play better earlier in the games. I thought they were going to come back. Like you said, when Big Ben threw that pick at the end of the game when he forced it to Juju, instead of just, you know, settling for the field goal to go up six, I was like, okay, they're going to walk right down the field and score. They pretty much did. Got Skowski yeah. missed the 46-yard field goal. He's really struggled this year. So that was great. If the game went into overtime, there's no doubt the Titans were going to win on like an 80-yard Derrick Henry touchdown run. So <clears throat> great win for the Steelers. And we continue to talk about it, but their receivers are so good. Chase Claypool, who's been the guy the last few weeks there, he had one catch for negative two yards. Today and it was Juju and Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron. They got him really for nothing in the offseason. They're really good. Like you said, Big Ben struggled, but I don't know. I think – I think the Steelers are awesome, and next week they play uh, Baltimore. The Ravens, yeah. So that, that's going to be a great game. And they kind of won after repeatedly shooting themselves in the foot. You look at the box score, right? I said Big Ben threw three picks. Titans didn't have any turnovers. They had eight penalties for 69 yards. So, like, they didn't really do themselves any favors, and they still found a way to win this one without Devin Bush. Um, so they are the real deal, that's for sure. Um other game we gave out a pick on uh, Panthers Saints. This was a fun back and forth one. Uh, Saints ultimately get it done. Just kind of Alvin Kamara and company was too much. Breeze Breeze did play pretty well actually. I mean twenty nine thirty six two eighty seven two touchdowns. But the story for me is Joey Sly was like this close from nailing what was it a sixty five yard field goal to have been the longest in NFL history. And even though he didn't hit it. And they they lose Teddy Bridgewater again. The guy just covers. He's a machine. Yeah, I mean, if it was sixty four yards, he would have hit it right. Bridgewater right before that took an awful sack on third down. If he just throws it away, like I feel like he's pretty mistake free quarterback. That was a mental gaffe he had there. If he doesn't take that sack, they they end up tying the game. Um, so that was that was tough. I had Carolina spread, which hit, but. Did also have money line. I thought they could win that. It would game. have been nice. It would have been nice to get that double dip. But we talked about it on the podcast earlier in the week. Carolina's 29th in the NFL on third down defense, and that's what killed them in this game. The Saints were 12 of 14 on third down. Couldn't get get, get off the field. Um, Kamara played really well. And, you know, the Saints didn't have Michael Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders in this game. And I thought Breeze looked really good in this game. Um, so they found a way to win and the Michael Thomas thing just continues to get weirder. There was a report that they were looking to trade him. Sean Payton shot it down, but I don't know what's going on. Like he fought a teammate. They suspended him for a game. He has another injury now. It's, it's very weird. It's very odd. So this, I mean, this was a good win for the saints. Uh, 
against the feisty Carolina team, but I agree. I it just I don't I don't know what what is going on there. Uh, there's but there's definitely something. Let's talk about this uh, Browns uh, Bengals game. There are two games that both been wild. Did the Thursday night game was a week two I think where. Uh, yeah, Joe Burrow backdoored. I remember I was on, on the Browns that week. And this game was back and forth. And you know what? Baker Mayfield, he uh, he, he played great against, again, lackluster Bengals defense. But Mayfield, 297, five touchdowns, one pick. And give him credit. He won the game for them, which we hadn't really seen to date. And Odell went out in the first quarter. And the show kind of went on. Um, so this was, and again, this was another one where Vegas hit it right on the head. The over in the the Titans-Steelers game, if you lost that, that was a brutal beat. And this one, I got the Browns at minus three. The spread came out. It was closer to like three and a half. Um and they go down right late in the game. They drive. They score a touchdown. I'm pulling up the uh, scoring log here on air. Uh, da, 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 yeah, 11 seconds to go. Baker threw a touchdown pass. Donovan People jones They were down three. They go up three. And then Cody Parkey misses the extra point, which screwed over a lot of people. I ended up pushing. But you know what? Could have been. Could have been a nicer, nicer day there. He misses that extra point. I just, I don't know. There's got to, it would be more fun if the NFL just didn't have kickers. I I mean, I was happy he missed the extra point. I had the Bengals plus four. Also had that money line too, and I thought I had it. Yeah, you kept texting me like a little troll doll. Yeah, I premature uh, celebrated a little bit on that one. Baker was great. I mean, Cincinnati's defense stinks, and Cincinnati's one five and one. They could they could easily have three or four wins. They've blown so many games uh, this season so far. The Chargers game, this one, the Eagles. They just, they're a young team. They can't finish. They'll get there, but. Um, Burrow's they, good. Yeah, they've blown a lot of games. Burrow was awesome. I mean, both quarterbacks played well. And Bengals' defense isn't good, but like you said, it's good to see Baker at least make a comeback like this and take them down the field. He started 0 for 5 in this game and had a pick. And I was like, Case Keenum might get in if he keeps playing well. Then he went 22-23 the rest of the game, threw five touchdowns. He was awesome. And the throw he made uh, to Donovan People-Jones, great name, uh, to win the game. That was that was an unreal throw down the sideline. So props to him. So I was when he completed it, I was pissed. I, lost, I was going to lose the money line and push the spread. And then Cody Parkey, everyone's favorite kicker, uh, came, came through. So that was that was like an all-time like this is why gambling is fun moment. There's definitely those dark moments where you're losing every bet and you hate everything. But that was that was a moment where it's like I love this. This um, the, yeah. So far, knock on wood, we're recording right now. It's eight o'clock Eastern ahead of Sunday night football. Everything is riding on on Seattle, and it would be an incredible cherry on top. We'll see what ultimately happens. But uh, honestly, for the Browns, another note on them, they're 5-2 and two now. If they are going to be a playoff team, and they're trending in that direction, this was a game they had to win. Um, so it was a big, I think, in my opinion, this was a big, big win for this team to kind of believe that, hey, we can get the job done when we need to bounce yeah. back after that Steelers loss. Yeah, for the win total bet I have on them, it was good. And for them to get into the playoffs, and I, I, I think this is who they're going to be. They're going to be these lower-tier teams in the league. And then when they go up against the elite teams, they're not as good. But, I mean, we I think Steelers and Baltimore are two of the top teams in the league, so there's really no shame in losing to them. They need to play better, not get blown out. But 
This is crazy. I'm looking at the drive log from this game. So the last 13 drives of the game, and you exclude like the end of the half when they just kneeled, and the end of the game when Cincinnati, you know, game was pretty much over. The 11 other drives, there's either a field goal or a touchdown. The last five drives of the game, there's a touchdown. So no defense in this game. Great for the over. So that, that's a pretty uh, wild stat to see. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. <laughs> it's crazy. Six out of seven to end it. Touchdowns, one field goal. Um, very wild. 49ers took care of business. Great win there. They destroyed the Pats. Cam Newton looked like a shell of himself. Um, but they just ran the ball right down their throat. That was very encouraging. Anything else? We'll talk about the Bucks during the lock of the week recap. Anything else? notable tyler um i think that's it so we'll be back late tonight originally it's supposed to be my lock of the week that was sunday night yeah. they switched it around because of some covid concerns luckily no issues there um and i'm glad they did switch around just because i think this will be a better game than the bucks raiders game was so we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back uh, later tonight to recap our locks of the week and give out our bums of the week Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid only through September 30th. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and we are back um, to recap our locks of the week. We just watched Arizona defeat Seattle in overtime, 37-34. An absolutely insane game. Um, all the positive vibes that we had earlier in the de- earlier in the podcast with IU, um, the 49ers winning, sharp week. Um, seems like it's gone away. I had some money on uh, Seattle. Cody, I know it was your lock of the week, and you had a couple bets having them as a last leg. Um, you, you're, you're pretty upset right now, I could tell. Yeah, I'm watching this. Have it on mute right now. Kyler Murray kind of looks like Toad. Um, yeah, it, it just was not. I don't even know where we start. I'll, actually, here's where we'll start. So this game, Russell Wilson threw, hold on, threw three interceptions in this game. First half, he was incredible. DK Metcalf saved his butt. Cliff Kingsbury also saved his butt with some terrible play calling inside the 10. 
Um, but Seattle was up 10 here in this game, late in the game. Um, they stopped Arizona on, hold on, I'm pulling up the game log here so I get all of this exactly right. Um, we had, it was about a, hold on, Tyler, please hold. It was 24, uh-huh. Benson Mayoa, right? So a 52-yard field goal. He hits it when Arizona is down 10 with three minutes to go. So I'm like, oh, amazing. They'll kick the field goal. Whatever they do, it doesn't really matter. If they miss it, amazing. If they don't, we basically just need, like, one first down. And the the bets I had pending, Tyler. So here, let me lay this out for you. I had Seattle minus three for our lock of the week. What I actually got them was Seattle three and a half in, in like, a straight-up bet. I had three parlays pending with them as the last leg. One as three and a half, two as money line. So Benson Mayoa... He does. He has a leverage penalty, which if Seattle was well coached, they would say just let them kick the field goal. One, they jumped off sides, which didn't matter because it was fourth and twelve, but like could have mattered if if he missed the field goal. So there's just zero reason to do anything to cause any kind of ruckus. Of course, they mess that up. So then uh, Arizona scores a touchdown, right? So it's three. Um. And Wait, Cody, can you hold on? I was just getting a violin out. Um, okay, keep going. Yeah, I can't wait for your your next bad loss. I can't wait. So the fuck, and then uh, Seattle gets the ball back, right? They give up a touchdown. They're they're up thirty four thirty one. Arizona stops them. There's fifty three seconds. I don't know if people will remember this, but. Uh, they punt the ball. They're like, oh, Seattle's punter. He's so great. He's so great. He's so great. Pete Carroll sucks as a head coach. I want I want Seattle's special teams head coach fired after that game. One, because of Benson Mayoa. Two, they didn't let the clock run all the way down. There's 53 seconds to go. They punt the ball with three seconds left on, that, on the play clock, which how much time was left, Tyler, when they kicked the game-winning field goal and they spiked it? Two seconds. So that was one thing. Kicked it with three seconds. And he just kicked it into the end zone. If anything, like, we've all played Madden before and cough and corner and hang time. You just boot it in the air. And, like, yeah, if they get at the 25, but it kills more time, that's what matters. Um, so, obviously, Arizona came down. They scored in overtime. And then the David Moore holding penalty, we had life. It was dead. Uh, they missed. I mean, this game was insane. This game was absolutely insane. It was any Seattle Sunday night football game, I can't believe them this worked up, but I just like everything was lined up for an easy win. They're up 10 with three minutes to go. The game was over. It was done for me to at least win two out of three. I came to terms like, okay, whatever. I'll be three, two and two on my locks of the week. They'll win by three. Like it is what it is. And here we are. Yeah, that's a really sad story, but I am, I am shocked that Seattle lost. It felt like the, you know, they controlled this game, and like you said, they're up ten at the end. The penalty on the kick is just moronic. Why are you trying to block it and jump over? You're up ten. Let them. Pete, Pete Carroll. This team like wins games despite the coaching. Even the offensive play calling. Like they scored thirty four points, but at the end of the game, they do like a toss to Carlos Hyde, and yeah, Russell Wilson he slips, but just let Russell Wilson have three chances to get ten yards. 
Well, yeah, when they were running it out in regu- I guess, yeah, regulation, uh, you know, no one's a bigger Carlos Hyde supporter than us, and there's very few. Yeah, and he played um, great, but you have the best player on the field. Let him get 10 do, yards. Yeah, do a read option with him. I, I couldn't believe they lost this game, and it sets up well for the 49ers because this game took a ton out of Seattle, ton out of Arizona. Both these teams were ton dying. out of me, ton out of me. Yeah, um, <laughs> took. Took a lot out of both of these teams. Arizona is a bye, and a great win for them. I mean, it felt like they were dead, like, 30 points in this game. I mean, Russell Wilson threw three picks, and they were all, like, horrible, all terrible, terrible. But he also made some unbelievable plays. The touchdown, the last touchdown, the locket, locket. in Amazing. the back where he dragged his uh, feet was incredible. The long pass that just dropped in his bucket, I mean, it was incredible. David Moore had the holding penalty, but if he didn't hold him, DK Metcalf wouldn't have scored. Yeah, like yeah. the defender would have been right there, so that wasn't that bad. But no, it was, no. it was, it was a terrible loss for Seattle. And Kevin Clark, who works for the Ringer, always tweets this, and he's always right. He tweeted last year, and he just always retweets it every Seattle game. They never play a normal game. Every game they play is insane, and something crazy happens. So this was this was another example. And we were talking about it during Pick and Pop. Kyler Murray hasn't. Like, I didn't think he was playing that great coming into this game uh, for the year, but he played awesome. 360 yards, three touchdowns, um, one interception, ran for 67 yards and a touchdown. So he played great, and I think this is a huge stepping stone moment for Arizona to get this game versus Seattle on Sunday night when it felt like they were out of it 10 different times. It's, it's a great win for them. Um, and just, like, like, so many plays happened that just became meaningless. Like, so is Arizona- like is the the DK Metcalf play where he runs down Buda Baker like that was like five hours ago that was an incredible play ended up not really mattering but just plays like that are gonna get forgotten it's uh like is Cliff Kings is he a good coach like kicking the field goal on second down was one of the dumbest things he could have done well just the, how, how does because because then call? you don't make you don't make them use the timeouts yeah how do you how do you get down to a point where you have to use a timeout on your own field goal like for a delay game. That was bad. I don't I don't think he's a great coach, but still a great win for them. Um I, th- I mean I think both coaches made a ton of stupid mistakes. It's just like everyone says, oh let Russell cook and he has been doing it this year. But so many times they still get into this weird conservative mindset where they're like, we have to get Carlos Hyde the ball. Like just leave in Russell Wilson's hands. Like I have more faith in Russell Wilson throw for a game clinching first down. Where to run? Where to run? He had six. He had six carries for eighty-four yards. Like anytime he took off to run, it was. And give the Cardinals defense credit. By the end of the game, Vance Joseph, they're just dialing up the pressure, and it was working. Um, this, I mean, we've done this. This is our third NFL season. This felt like the worst, the worst beat. Just given like. And it's crazy because it's Seattle. And yeah, I'm happy they lost at the end of the day in terms of like the 49ers. But when you have three part, like in my head, I was like ready to tweet out, wow, like haven't lost an NFL bet since uh, downloaded Gift Jeff or whatever the hell the thing's called. I was ready. I was was ready. I was ready to tweet. I was getting cocky. I was getting, I was, I was ready. Yeah. You've gotten, you've gotten too trigger happy with those, uh, those gifts. I had one more point on this game, but I forgot. You doing okay? It's like an hour earlier there. 
Yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. Um, I okay. I took some harsh words from our friend Ethan um, in the group chat when I said I had Seattle minus three. So trying to recover from that. Um, what, what was my one? My, I forgot. But let's move on from this game. Absolutely insane. I'm I'm sorry you lost. Um, not really because I, I love seeing Seattle lose. Um, but great win for Arizona. Let's move on to my lock of the week. A little less dramatic. I deliver. Yeah, at, at this point, it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, I had the Bucks minus three and a half versus the Raiders. Bucks won 45 to 20. I mean, it was it was close for a while, like in, deep in the third quarter. And then the Bucks ended the game scoring three straight touchdowns. They outscored uh, the Raiders 21 to three in the fourth. So they kind of took hold. Brady was really good again. 33 to 45, 369, four touchdowns. The scary thing with the Bucks, I mean, what happened uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, signed Antonio Brown. And if Antonio Brown could just, like, keep his head on straight and not be a distraction like he's been the last, like, two years, I mean, this Bucks team is going to be scary right now. I'd say they're the best team in the NFC. And they're, they're deep at receiver and uh, running back, tight end. They have a lot of weapons. Nine guys caught a pass today. Mike Evans only had two catches for 37 yards. You throw a motivated Antonio Brown into the mix, and if everything is okay with him, like they're going to be a really tough it's out. A bit, it's a big if. It is, and I'm I'm not rooting for him because he's a pretty terrible person. But it, I mean, if he could just get back to what he was on the Steelers, football wise, I mean, they're going to be nasty. I mean, their defense played well again today. They had three sacks, picked off Carr. Um, so I mean, the Bucks look legit. Um, Tampa Bay, you, you had said he's washed up. I mean, he's starting to round into shape like we've seen him do. Yeah, I did say he's washed up. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy for you. You had a nice, easy win. Um, you had a stressful, stressful day yesterday during the IU game, so this was good for you and your blood pressure. I'm happy. And you got a yummy meatball sub, right? It was, it was delicious. Shout out to Nona's in Chicago. Delicious meatball sub, <laughs> Matt Mitchell, uh, great guest of the pod, who's a big meatball sub guy. Tweeted at him, he liked it. Um, we 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 hop on the we hop on this thing like right after, and obviously you can have a general sense of where I'm at. And, and I was like, <laughs> "What'd you say to me? Like, didn't that meatball sub look yummy?" It's like, shut the fuck up, let's get this over with. It, it was it was a yummy <laughs> meatball sub. I mean, I had money on Seattle. And I lost. So don't don't act like you're the only one out here. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm the only one out here. I'm just saying this. It could have been. It could have been a major week for for me personally. And now we're just like eh, it was fine. Sharp, sharp week was rolling. At sharp, 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 sharp week was just the highs of highs, and now we've kind of fallen off a cliff here. Yeah, I mean. Like Pete Carroll is a good coach, but he, there's just games like this where you're. Are we sure? Like, are we? Are we sure? Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see next week. Um, I mean, this. Oh, I remember what I wanted to say. This was like the 49ers Seattle Monday night game last year, where it was just like absolute madness. The game felt like yeah. it went for seven hours. Missed went kicks. down to the wire in overtime. Missed kicks. The Russell Wilson pick in overtime was like stunning. The the one he threw in the game just now was it was like Madden when you like triple click when you're trying to hike the ball and then you throw it because you clicked a too much to hike it 
So yeah. it, was, it was like <laughs> yeah, that. you accidentally threw it to the slot receiver. Yeah, uh, just just a stunning game, and I'm I'm so heartbroken. Um, let's move on. Let's let's wrap up. Um, Grandpa Billy's bum of the week. I'll go first. I'm gonna go to the World Series. Um, Manuel Margot on the Tampa Bay Rays is my Grandpa Billy's bum of the week. He tried stealing home in uh, the fifth inning of this game. <laughs> the Rays were down three two. They had first and third no outs. Kershaw got two outs. And then with two outs, I mean, Kershaw is on the mound. He's doing his, like, long windup. And Margot just steals home, and he gets out. It was close play, but, like, what are you doing? Like, just let – I think Kiermaier was up. Like, let him just hit. He's batting 375 in the playoffs or – I believe this is playoffs or World Series. Like, what are you doing trying to steal home? If you do that, you have to – there has to be a 1,000% chance in your mind you're getting it. He gets out, and it's just, like – I couldn't believe he did that. The coach at third base looks stunned. He's like, what is he doing? Well, he got, and, he, and he got up to it, and he was, like, hitting his head, like, oh, my bad, my bad, like, you yeah, know, shit. Well, I think I think he meant, like, for them to review it. Um, was it no. the fourth? It might have been the fourth. I forget what inning, but they were down. Yeah, it was, it was the fourth inning. He already it was, the, four, he had already, it was the fourth, yeah. He had already stolen two bases in that inning, and I think when he stole third, it was controversial, right, if he's out or not. And then he steals home. Like, what are you doing? It was just such a boneheaded play to do that in the World Series. Like, let Kiermaier bat. Like, you guys were threatening that inning. Kershaw had already walked two people. Like, let Kiermaier try to knock you in. It was just it was so stupid. Like, if you do that, you have to score. So, Margot was my bum of the week. I just I couldn't believe he did that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a tough one. Uh, it seemed to be a real momentum killer there. Um, and we'll see. I mean, Kershaw is actually pitched well this postseason. You have to give him some credit. Yeah, congrats. His I saw his uh, his World Series ERA is now lowered in his career to four point four six. I guess that's good. Um, so yeah, the Dodgers are one one win away from the World Series, but it's a fake World Series. It's a 60-game season, not real. Expand the playoffs. Congrats to them on uh, the fake World Series. Who's your, uh, let's wrap up, Cody. Who's your uh, bum of the week? Yeah, besides the obvious ones on Seattle that we already mentioned, going back to, well, I'm going to Dallas. They laid another absolute egg. Shout out to Alex for uh, calling his lock of the week Washington. Um, He almost had the lock of the week parlay. It was almost there. It was right there. It was right there. Obanaya, there was uh, the punter. I'm telling you, that punter, I want the special teams coach of Seattle fired tomorrow morning. Um, they So they go into Washington. They have 142 yards of total offense. Andy Dalton gets, he gets hurt in like kind of a vicious hit. So it seems like he's okay. So that's good. But Ben DiNucci... A seventh round pick from James Madison kind of was a uh, hot on the internet streets. Yeah, a lot of Jersey Shore jokes going on. Um, he really lit it up, two for three, 39 yards, but just a pathetic performance from them. Like, yeah, Washington's defense is good. Their front seven is good. Uh, Dallas is obviously very banged up, but just pathetic. No life at all. 140 yards is just, it's an abomination in today's NFL. Like, is crazy. Zeke continues to stink. Uh, Mari Cooper seemed to be the only one that had a good day. So that is my Grandpa Billy's bum of the week. The Dallas Cowboys just continuing to set like new lows for themselves. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah. quick stat, quick stat for you. The Cardinals trailed by ten points with under three minutes left in regulation. Oh, uh, what's teams the down, probability? Teams down ten plus points with under three minutes left in regulation had lost two hundred fifty-five straight games. So that's tough. Um, they yeah. also showed the what was it? Seattle had won the last forty times they'd been winning at halftime, like forty-one. Yeah, un- unbelievable. The Steelers are the last uh, remaining undefeated team, but. Yeah, I, I agree with your pick with the Cowboys. I mean, <laughs> for them to already be quitting on Mike McCarthy and this coaching staff says a lot about that. And I don't, I don't think it's like a bet you could take. But next coach fired, I like think McCarthy is honestly starting to get into that. They just they don't play with any energy or any life, like you said. Absolutely pathetic. They play the Eagles next week on Sunday night. If they play like this again, I honestly think McCarthy could get fired. And no, that might be outrageous but they're, they're yeah, just, if, they don't play if, with any if, any energy the team if, hates them all these reports if they get embarrassed again on uh, a primetime game absolutely i mean like adam gase is gonna stick around because he's too good for the tank yeah they're 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 keeping him um so yeah i mean cowboys cowboys are terrible i don't think uh, that win over is hitting or any futures for them they're i mean just, my my DAC MVP bet should win. I, I don't know. I mean, people are saying I get the point, but it was like he, they weren't playing well with him anyway. I mean, they were putting up points, but it's not like they were undefeated when he was the quarterback. Um, but I think that's all we got for this week's Sunday Scaries podcast. Cody looks like he's going to go uh, maybe cry um, and watch, I don't know, watch some highlights of that game and wonder what could have been. So we'll be back next week for the week eight pick on pod. Uh-huh.